of super fly slang. I'm coming up the app. Hard as hell in a drop top bed with a greenwood tail. Girls are jogging, looking for a knocking. Smart investments keep me clocking. You know a bet only got two seats. Just enough room for a player and a freak. Rolling at the park and I seen this cutie. LA face with the Oakland booty. She's on tip, but I'm playing that fool. Talking to the homeboy, showing my goal. Skis on bail. And I'm spitting it well Roll up, pull up on a girly Girl, you wanna ride in my bed? Why, sure mm -hmm. That's right, baby, blowing me a kiss Sick and mix a lot, gonna make you rich High sight, high sight, vapors That's right, can't get played Cause my game's so tight Now she's with it, skirts in effect Laying on the back of my vet I got game Shirt. Here she comes, hopped in my car, something by my bed 
4K Dayton's, uh-oh, thank quick, cause my girl's jumping on homeboy's tip, better change my game, trying up the lure, cause homeboy's looking like I'll be sure, but it's cool, cause I whipped out banks, big dead presidents made her think, back in effect, situation in hand, I'm the brother that the others can't stand, and I got game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to uh, G Money and Wustein. Wustein is out on assignment. He will be in soon, I'm sure. Um, we're gonna do the uh, the usual. Yeah, I know we came in on a different song, but you know what? I was listening to like I was back listening over the weekend, trying to get the sound right and everything. And what I noticed was that. Uh, I don't know, I, I kind of get tired of that same old uh, intro, so I'm going to try coming in on new shit different times, uh, you know, 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 all right, we're going to do the old, uh, we're going to do the old one to uh, skidoo. Hit the uh, fucking um, oh jeez mystery radio. <laughs> That's not the word. Oh, it's uh Gibson Speed Gibson, and uh, hit the news and the, hit the headlines and then uh, play the rest. Okay, here we go.
Clint and Varney almost cornered the octopus in Dr. Kingsley's home, and the attack that the criminal had planned acted as a boomerang and almost trapped him. He did lose most of his men, excepting the aviators who are awaiting him at his secret underground hangar. So, removing his mask, since it attracts attention, the octopus starts for his aviation headquarters. The secret police, meanwhile, are eating breakfast after a hectic night while a dragnet is thrown around the neighborhood in the hope that the octopus and Quan Wu will be caught. Just as they are making plans for the future, shots are heard in the garden and the boys rush outside in time to see Captain Dawes of the Hong Kong police enter the garden shaking his head angrily. What's up, Captain Dawes? Who fired those shots? Yeah, did you see the octopus? No. Some of the men said they glimpsed the Chinese Quan Wu at a distance. They called him to a halt and when he failed to do so, fired. But he escaped for us, luck. He did drop this in his hay, though. A paper? Yes, Speed. It seems to be some sort of map. A map? Well, let's have a cap. Of course. Ain't very big, is it? Not in size, Barney, but it certainly is in importance. Do you know what I think this is? No. A map of the secret hangar we've been looking for. If it is, then we have a darn good clue as to where the octopus is heading for right this minute. Come on, let's get inside and wake up Bob Gilmore. Do you think he'd know what it's all about, Clint? Yes, he knows Hong Kong well, and his knowledge of engineering will enable him to read this map quickly. And that's important. If this is the map of the underground hangar, we want to get to it before the octopus has time to fly out of it. Well, here's Bob, everybody, but I didn't have to wake him up. He heard those shots, same as we did, and was on his way down as I came up. Hi, Bob. How do you feel? Oh, fit as a fiddle, Speed. What's up? Captain Dawes almost caught Quan Wu when he got away again. He dropped his map, though. And I think you'll be able to help us on this, Bob. Uh, do you feel well enough to concentrate? Yeah, how about that head of yours? Huh? Say, I'd concentrate on this map without a head if it had helped lead us to the octopus, fellas. Anyhow, I'm almost as good as new now. Uh, what do you make of this map, then? You know, I think it's the plan of the underground hangar that houses all of the octopus's planes. What do you think it is? Yeah, and even more important, where do you think it is? Hmm, let's see now. Here comes Jing. Oh, good, he's just in time. Sorry I was delayed, Clint. I wanted to look over the ground where that map was found. I thought there might be another clue, but uh, I found nothing. We're lucky to get this much, I think. Uh, we are, Barney. As a rule, the octopus has no maps of his headquarters or anything pertaining to them. Uh, we're not sure that this is really important yet, Ying. Uh, Bob's studying it now. Thought we'd save time by giving it to him. Uh, meanwhile, I have something for you to do. Yes, please. The uh, secret police have planes in Hong Kong, have they not? Oh, yes. One in particular, a six-passenger monoplane, flew in just a few days ago. One of our men had it out on other police business. Hmm, sixth passenger, huh? Now, that's it. What do you mean, well, it? That ship that we captured from the octopus uh, won't do us any good on our next flight, Barney. We need a larger plane, and one that we can depend on. You mean we're going to take to the air again? We will if the octopus does, and that's about all that's left for him around Hong Kong. Well, judging by the past few days, I think the air's safer than the ground at that. It's a cinch there won't be any secret passages in that police plane for guys to come popping out of. Gee, Clint, are we really going to fly again? Yeah, looks like it, Speed. I'll have to check with Chief Riley first, of course. But if the octopus takes to the air and heads into Tibet, we'll have to follow by air. It's the only way. Well, who all's going? I don't know yet, but there'll be more than just the three of us. I do know that. Bob will go, for one, and perhaps Gene and Dr. Kingsley. Gene in the dark? 
But, Clint, why take him on a dangerous flight like that? As dangerous as it is, I, I think it'll be safer than Hong Kong for them, Barney. Remember, the criminal organization of the octopus is worldwide. He'll stop at nothing to get rid of anyone who might be the cause of his downfall. The doctor has worked with us too closely, helped us too much, to be safe until the octopus has been captured and placed where he belongs. But what about Gene, Clint? If we're going to the bed after the octopus, that's sure no place for a girl. Well, wait until we have to decide all that before we go worrying about its feeding. And meanwhile, Ying, I wish you'd find out about that monoplane, if it's in condition for a long and possibly sustained flight, and how soon we can have it. We may need it right away. Hey, where do we get gas in Tibet? I have the refueling station spotted on an aviation map, Bonnie. It takes care of Tibet also. I don't care about it taking care of Tibet. Will it take care of us? That's what I want. <laughs> oh, now pipe down a minute while I finish these instructions for Ying, will you? Okay. okay. Now, uh, the telephone wires haven't been repaired yet, Ying, so you'll have to go in person. And while you're out, you might drop in at the telephone company and see what's holding them up. Yes. The uh, police reported that the wires had been cut, but it takes a little time for the company to send repairmen out. I rather imagine that everyone is upset about the Xiong dock affair, too. The British authorities particularly. They are devoting every effort to the capture of the octopus. They've got most of his Hong Kong gang, at least. That's something. Mm, yes, B, but as long as the octopus is at large, he'll find men to do his bidding. Well, better go along and see about that plane, Ying. Immediately, Clint. I shall report back here as soon as I have finished. All right, then. We'll Bye. see you later. Well, is Dr. Kingsley upstairs still, Barney? Yeah, stand with Gene. He was excited about the shooting until I explained what had happened. Said he'd be down pretty soon. Oh, good. Say, Clint, I, uh, let's see, I think I've got a lead from this map. Oh, you think so, Bob? Yes, now look. Right here. These lines here form a peculiar pattern. Mm-hmm, I see. It looks something like a coastline. Well, but it isn't. From the bearings, it isn't far from the center of Hong Kong. Can't be a coastline, then. Not unless the ocean's moved up a lot since I last saw it. Exactly, Barney. And so, as far as I know, there's only one spot in the Hong Kong topography that would conform with that line, and that's a hill on the outskirts of the city. Well, a hill, huh? Is it with other hills, or does it rise from open ground, Bob? Well, as I remember, it's right on the edge of a plane, Clint. Uh, then then that's it. There you go with that it again. What's it? That's the underground hangar, Bonnie. Don't you see? Now, clever engineering could hollow out enough of such a hill and reinforce it so that it could house a large number of pursuit planes, such as the octopus seems to favor. And they could use the level ground outside of the hill to take off and land on. Yes, Speed. Yeah, but how do they get the planes outside? That's what I like to know. And that's what we're going to find out, Barney. Get out to Captain Dawes and ask him to come along with a detail of men. Get them into the open cars and stand ready for immediate departure. Me too, Clint? Yes, Bob. We'll need you to show us the way because we're going to that hill right now. We may be in time to stop the flight of the octopus. <laughs> On who? I did not think we would arrive at the hangar at the same time. I was almost stopped by the Hong Kong police, but I managed to escape. Good. I should not like to lose my most able lieutenant. And you, Master, you had no trouble in getting here? No. 
Without the mask, I attracted no attention. But I took a long and involved way of getting here, just on the chance that one of the uh, clever secret police might be tracking me. Shall we go inside the hangar, then? Uh, one moment. I do not want my aviators to see me without my mask. There. Now let us go in. Very clever. This small door in the side of this hill. So well hidden by bushes is it that no one would suspect an entrance of being here. The genius of my working men, Quan Wu. This secret hangar is the one thing I truly regret leaving in Hong Kong. Constructed in the heart of this hill as it is, with that great plain as a flying field, and no habitation near, no curious onlookers to see my planes land or take off. It is very valuable to me. Shall I close the hidden door after us, Master? Yes. It is enough to have the great hangar doors open without chancing exposure of this entrance, too. Hurry, Kwanu. Yes, Master. I don't hear the motors. They are awaiting your coming, Master. Do not fear. The motors have already been warmed up. Everything is in readiness. I trust that it is. Even though the secret police have no idea of where I am, I'm still uneasy. Palu came too close this last time, Wu. It must not happen again. It shall not, Master. By the time he learns of our departure, we shall be far in Tibet. And see, here are the men now. Hmm. Give the signal. I have a few last orders for them. Yes, Master. Men of the Octopus Band. We are leaving Hong Kong temporarily and are going to my headquarters in Tibet. You understand? Good. You all know the location, should we become separated. But I order you to remain in squadron formation unless danger or accident prevents. I will fly the lead plane myself and signal you what to do in such a case. You understand that? I'm leaving a skeleton crew here to take care of the hangar while we are gone and to keep me posted on local affairs. Those whom I have selected for this crew already have their orders and will remain here until further word from me. The rest of you, to your plane. Master, the alarm is signal of approaching danger. Quiet! Quiet! All of you, quiet! See what it is, Kwanu. Here comes the sentry now. Master, the police have been sighted. They come this way towards the hill. The police? Then they know of this hangar. Marlo knows where I am. Quick, into your plane, Master. Start your motors, all of you. Prepare for instant flight as soon as the doors are rolled back. And have your machine guns ready, too. Shoot your way out. You, sentry, give the signal to open the hangar doors as soon as I am in my plane. Yes, Master. It shall be done. Quick, one move. We haven't a minute to lose. I am to fly with you, Master. Yes, the plane I am using is a two-seater. Come this way. How could the secret police have guessed where the hangar was located? Who can tell what the secret police would guess? Marlow has a brain that is equaled only by his instincts. Here, this is the plane, Wu. Get in. Look. The hangar doors are about to open. Yes. And we are ready for flight, Wu. <laughs> Let us see how Barlow and his secret police like the taste of our machine guns as we fly over their heads.
always love the sound of those special effects at the end of that episode. Like, it's really sort of amazing. God. Here's the weird part, right? The actual show is this. It's actually me just sitting here relating to you. (laughs) Me to you in the world, which... Right now, in my head, sounds like an awful idea. So what I was thinking. (laughs) Because it's a fucking public radio show. Is. I'm gonna sit here. And watch it. Wink, wink. (laughs) Right? And, um, play, uh, <laughs> why do I keep saying, uh, oh, there, uh, goes, uh, what I was looking for in my face, but I, I found it. It's 10.36, ladies and gentlemen. It's so early. (laughs) That's fucked up. Ah, man. You know what's neat about uh, today's new environment? Speed Gibson. Wants to know what we're gonna do next, and so do I. Just what are we gonna do, Clint? Uh, I'll have to talk that over, Bonnie. Bob, uh, I believe that the main entrance to that hangar is facing this way, don't you? Oh, yes. Those mountains behind this hill certainly don't provide any sort of a landing field. This flat area is the only answer to such a problem. I don't see how that hill could really be a hangar, Bob. It's just like any of the other hills around here. That's what it is, Speed, according to this map. And you should know by now how clever the octopus is at hiding his tracks from your experience at the Siang Dock, Speed. I'll say so. Well, might as well cut off your motor driver. We'll go on from here by foot. Yes, sir. Anything wrong, Mr. Barlow? I don't think we'd better stay in the cars now, Captain Dawes. They provide too good a target should the octopus decide to attack. Mm-hmm. What do you think about spreading the men out into a fan-shaped advance? Now, judging from this map, we're facing the entrance to the hangar now. Very good, sir. All right, and they better carry tear gas bombs, too. I hope that we can surprise the octopus and his gang before they take off. Once they're in the air, we won't have a chance of stopping them. I'll give those orders to the men now, Mr. Barlow. What I want to know is, how are we going to surprise anybody that's sitting in the middle of a hill? Uh, We certainly won't by sitting in this car. All right. Pile out, everybody. Bad as daylight. We'd have a better chance if it was dark, wouldn't we? Not necessarily, Speed. It's going to be hard enough to find the entrance to the hangar in daylight. Much less in the dark. The map shows us one entrance, a small one, but I can't find any trace of a larger one, and it must exist. How else could they get the planes out? Say, nothing bothers that octopus guy. He probably catapults him out of the top of the hill like a volcano. You're ready, Mr. Barlow. Golly, didn't take the captain long to station his men. Oh, we'll have to work fast on this job. I'm just hoping that the octopus has pulled in his lookouts. Suffering wangdoodles. I never thought of them. Maybe he knows we're out here. You'll have to chance that, Bonnie. 
There's been no sign of anything yet. He probably thinks himself completely safe and he's drawn in all his outposts. Oh, Bob. Yes, Clint? Comparing the hill with the map, now, where would you say the entrance was located? Uh, by that clump of bushes near the base. I see. Then we'll make that objective. Uh, will you take that message to Captain Dawes? All right. Right away, Clint. Now, let's see now. I don't think there's anything we've overlooked. We're all armed and have plenty of ammunition. As long as the octopus stays on the ground, we have an even chance. But if he takes to the air before we catch up with him, we should have brought anti-aircraft guns along. Oh, don't be a sap, Barney. This isn't a war. Uh, tell that to the octopus. Look, Bob's waving his arm. They're all ready to go, Clint. Yeah, okay, stay beside me, Naspeed, and follow orders to the letter. Yes, sir. Advance! On the double quick! All right, friends, advance! Boy, if you ask me, we got plenty of what it takes. Going after the octopus gang like this in broad daylight. Not many guys that'd do it. Oh, stop bragging and save your breath. A lot of them need it if the octopus gang spots us before we get to some sort of protection. Yeah. You're out in the open now. Hey, look. The whole side of the hill is moving back. Wangle. Look, Clint. The doors of the secret hangar. Those planes will be taxiing out for a takeoff at any minute. All you men, charge. Look at that black and silver plane leading them out. I'll bet my bottom dollar that's the octopus plane. Look, Kwan Wu, the police are ahead. Too bad. Now they know where the secret hangar is hidden. But their knowledge won't do them any good after my gunners get through with them, Wu. Even should one escape, the hangar will no longer be safe for us. The last link with Hong Kong will be broken. None shall escape. Strung out in the line as they are, they're entirely at my mercy. Fasten your safety belt, Kwan Wu. I'm about to take off. Yes, master. upon the police. Is there any danger of them shooting us down? I shall be careful to stay out of range of their gunfire. I shall signal to my gunners to open fire at the proper moment, and then the police will think only of seeking cover instead of returning fire. Look, we are almost upon them. Yes, and I shall give the signal to commence firing while we climb to a safer altitude. How can you signal? With the wings of my plane, like this. The planes are dropping below us. <laughs> to fire upon our secret police. <laughs> See, they're beginning to seek cover already. They will be hard to hit from a plane. Yes, but our fire will stop any notion that they may have of bringing us down. My gunners have begun the attack. And the police are dropping to the earth. They think to find safety by doing so. <laughs> but I do not think they were wise to make such a move. Look, they are returning our fire. What? Yes. See? Those three just below us. Clint, Barlow, and Barney done them. I might have known. But look, 
There's another plane bearing down upon them. They will never live through that hail of bullets. <laughs> no, no, they will not. And the rest of the police are stretched out on the plane, too. <laughs> My gunners have done a good job. I shall give them the signal to rejoin me. They have seen your signal. They are beginning to gain altitude. And when they are in position, we shall resume our flight to Tibet without the interference of the police. How about you? Okay, but don't move. No one must move until those planes are out of sight. Boy, oh boy. I thought we was going ashore when that one plane nosed down toward us. Them machine gun bullets was making all sorts of fancy pictures in the dust around me. Getting closer and closer until that guy's gun jammed. Figured he'd gotten us by that time. Yes, the aviators of the octopus gang can fly better than their gunners can shoot. Lucky for us. I wonder how Captain Dawes men fared. Not so good, judging from them groans. Let's go see. No, no, wait. Those planes aren't quite out of sight yet. They will be in a minute. Then what, Clint? And we'll go to the secret hangar. I can see a few men moving about in there now, but they're paying no attention to us. Evidently think we're done for and want to close the hangar doors before anyone else should discover it. Think we can get the jump on them before that happens? Sure, and we can begin right now. The planes are out of sight. Quick, on your feet and keep your guns ready in case the gang inside the hangar should try and attack. Just let them try it. Look, isn't that Captain Dawes getting up? Yes, come on, let's get over there to him. Looks like quite a few of the police missed getting hit. Guess them flyers were more interested in getting away from here than in target practice. Oh, oh Captain Dawes. Yes, Marlowe. How on earth did you ever escape that aerial attack? I saw that one plane heading right down for you. I thought you were done for. His gun jammed, Captain. How many of your men are left, Captain? We'll soon see. Uh, Come on, man. Well, it's not as bad as I thought. Those octopus gunners are bad shots. Yes, we have a few wounded men that should be cared for immediately, but no fatalities as far as I can see. How about taking the wounded over to the hangar out of this sun? They probably have a phone there, too, so as we can call an ambulance and also let Ying know where we are. Yeah, but we'll have to capture the hangar first. Remember, some more of the octopus gangsters are in there. They'll probably try to shoot their way to freedom. Oh, Speed, you stay here and watch over the wounded men. Now, Captain Dawes, call your men for another advance. And this time, we'll be on an equal footing with the enemy. Very well, Bellow. Clint, please let me go into the hangar with you. No, no, Speed. It's more important that you stay here with the wounded. We can take care of the few men left in the hangar. There may be more than you think. Orders, Speed. Oh, yes, sir. Hey, let's get going. Everything's quiet in the hangar so far. Let's get over there before they decide we'll make good targets. Okay, let's go. Say, do you think Speed will be all right back there alone, Clint? Oh, yes. Besides, we'll be alone long. I don't think it'll take much time to round up the bunch in the hangar. See what we're going to do. They're going to try and close the hangar doors. Surrender. Oh, we fire. We might give them a shot or so over their heads so they'll know we really mean it. Right, but aim high. Say, running this way, I couldn't hit anything if I tried. That convinced them? Yeah. 
Look at them throwing down their guns and coming towards us with their hands in the air. Not much courage there. They probably think if we lived through the machine gun bullets from the plane, nothing they could do could harm us. They won't take any charge of the beggars, though. It's off the enemy. Well, well, they're busy with that. Let's take a look in the hangar, Barney. Okay. Boy, look at the inside of this hill. It's a nifty of a hangar, ain't it? Everything modern. Yeah, and so well hidden that no one would ever dream of such a thing being here. The octopus must have some magicians working for him to build a thing like this. Yes. Hey, Barney, look. Out where we left speed. Hey, it's one of the octopus fellas sneaking up behind him. A sentry that we overlooked. Quick, we've got to stop him before it's too late. The International Secret Police. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. Ceiling zero. by the map that Quan Wu dropped, Speed, Clint, Barney, Bob, and some of the Hong Kong police locate the underground hangar of the octopus. They arrive just before the planes take off and the criminal orders his gunners to fire on the police from the planes. Fortunately, in the haste of the takeoff, only a few are wounded, and after the planes are out of sight, Clint and the others capture the small band of octopus gangsters left in the hangar, leaving Speed with the wounded. Just as they are about to inspect the hangar within the hill, however... Clinton Barney see an octopus sentry who evidently escaped their notice sneaking up behind speed with a drawn gun. We haven't a chance of reaching the kid, Clint. Out of the way, Barney. You got him! In the arm, just where I wanted to get him. 
Now he won't be able to use that gun, and he'll still be able to answer some questions. What's up, Barlow? I just winged an octopus sentry, Captain Dawes. He was sneaking up on speed. Look, the kid's bringing him in at the point of a gun. How on earth did we ever miss him? Probably was posted on the outskirts of the landing field. But why the attempted attack on speed? He might have known he couldn't escape. Oh, the guy's dumb, that's all, Clint. Anybody who works for the octopus is dumb, or he wouldn't be working for him. Yeah, you're right there, Bonnie. Uh, Captain Dawes, if you made certain of your prisoners, you'd better bring the wounded into the hangar. I'm going to. We found a telephone, and an ambulance is already on the way here. Oh, good. Meanwhile, I want to question this man that Speed is bringing in. He may be able to throw some light on the destination of the octopus flight. Look, here comes Bob, carrying along, too. I'll look after the wounded now, Barlow. Call on me if you need any help. Oh, thank you, Captain Dawes. Hi, Speed. Are you all right? Yes, Clint. I sure surprised when I heard your gun and looked up to see it point in my direction. That was the sweetest shooting I've seen in a long time, kid. Quick and to the point. Another minute and that guy would have had you sure. Yeah. Thanks, Clint. Uh, don't thank me, Speed. I should have known better than to leave you alone out there with the wounded. Now then, let's see what this man has to say for himself. Oh, Chang, not going to hurt, boy. Chang thought he was octopus follower. Chang flamed out policey. Don't give us that stuff or I'll knock your teeth down your throat. We saw you sneaking up behind the kid with your gun. Oh, no, no. Chang, good boy. Chang hurt that. I found the whole thing, Clint. But I was too far away to help. That's all right, Bob. Main thing now is to see if this man is willing to talk. See, I've located a small room right near here, Clint. Must have served as an office. Let's take him in there. All right, good. Lead on then, Bob. All right, right this way. Yeah, and while we're going there, Chang, or whatever your name is, you might as well think up a whole list of correct answers, because we're sure going to ask you a lot of questions. Will those wounded police be all right, Clint? Hey, yes, Pete. The Captain Dawes is looking after them now. Here we are, right through this door. Come on, Chang, step on it. Chang, chop, chop. Say, this must have been the octopus's office, all right. Got a short wave set and everything in it. Yeah, but no maps or papers, except that map of Asia on the wall, Speed. They made a clean sweep of anything that might give a hint as to their destination. Well, you've uh, searched this room already, Bob? Well, hurriedly. As soon as I saw that the octopus men were arrested, I happened to notice this door and wondered where it led. You're doing all right, Bob. Sure don't waste any time. Well, let's get to Chang now, huh? Chang know nothing. Chang not octopus follower. Chang poor Chinese farmer. Who said anything about you being an octopus gangster? Oh, short time. Ah, gotcha that time. But regardless of what we said, we know that you are. And expect you to cooperate with us to the fullest extent by telling us where your master is going. Shang know nothing, nothing. Let me at him a minute, Clint. All right, go ahead. Look, wise guy. Do you know what this is I'm holding up in front of you? Oh, a fist. Yeah, yeah, that's right, a fist. So you do know something after all. And I'll let you in on a little secret. Unless you tell us everything you know about the octopus and where he's going... This fist is going to smack you right on the nose. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, don't like it, huh? Ain't so brave when you haven't got a gun. All right, then, spill everything you oh, know. Let me tell all I know. Not know much. Chang just out look here on hill. Not know where Master is going. Oh, you're going to start that again. All right, fella. If you want it that way. But there's four of us in here to one of you. And we'll last a lot longer than you, so you might as well come Master, do you think that any of the police survived the aerial attack? No, Kwanu. And if a few did, then the crew in the hangar could dispatch them easily. But I was thinking... What? 
We did not stay to make sure of their destruction. If some of the police managed to survive both the machine gun fire and also the attack of the men in the hangar, would there be a risk of them learning of our destination? <laughs> Have you so little faith in me, Quan Wu? It is not like a faith, master. But there was so little time to remember such minor details. I think of everything. Do not worry. Suppose some of the police did survive, even Barlow and Dunlap. And I know for a certainty that they cannot be alive. But if they should happen to learn where we are going, let them follow us. Tibet is a good battleground for me. And an important base for your smuggling and other operations, Master. Would not the presence of the secret police greatly interfere with your activities? It is plain to be seen that you know little of the country, Kwan Wu. You people do, Master. And I am one of the few. Do not forget that. I could go anywhere in the world and know what sort of conditions I was up against. The political situation, the sort of protection I was to have. Remember, I have many powerful friends in high places. <laughs> I shouldn't call them friends. For I know they fear and hate me. But because of the fear they bear me, they will do my bidding. Yes, master. You seem doubtful. But just because we left Hong Kong is no sign that I have failed in any way. I believe that I accomplished as much as possible there. And that it was time to. Also, I, I rid myself of the one man who might have seriously interfered with my activities. Clint Barlow. And I destroyed him just when he thought he had me in his grasp. <laughs> come on, come on. Now hurry up, Jang. Tell us what you know. We're not going to waste much more time in talking to you. I think we've wasted too much already, Clint. Let's rough him up a little. You get on that side. Bob, get on this, and I'll work on his head. What'll I do, Barney? You just stand by and watch him, kid. Let us know when he's ready to talk. All right. Oh, oh, what you do? Just what I said, Chang. Got his right arm, Bob? Yep. Yeah, and I'm ready on this side. Fine. I'll be ready just as soon as I can find something heavy enough for a club. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't touch me. Octopus touched me many times. Oh, mercy, mercy, will, mercy. Will you talk then? Oh, yes, yes. Only don't hit me. Mercy. Oh, and will oh, you tell oh. the truth? Oh, yes. Chang, tell all he not tell everything. All right, then. Start talking now. Where's the octopus going? Poo. What do you mean, poo? I'll smack you oh, with no, that crap. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on, Barney. I happen to know what he means. Tibetans call their country Po instead of Tibet. Most people think the name Tibet came from two Tibetan words, uh, I think it's Topo, meaning Upper Tibet. Well, why don't he say what he means, then, instead of talking foreign? Always say Po. Are, uh, you a Tibetan? No. Live there for a while. I work for Octopus there. What doing? I, oh... Come on, speak up or you get that club over your head. Oh, sorry, always, always smuggle. Smuggle Chinese over Himalaya mountains into India. Uh, smuggling, oh. huh? Anything else, Chang? Any other sort of operation? Oh, not no. What do you mean you not know? Octopus just treat Chang like coolie. One sort of business, but we who smuggle not know what. Other business? 
Maybe that's what the octopus is using Miss Marsh's brother for, Clint. Uh, did you ever see any of the others involved in this uh, business you know nothing about, Cheng? Or she, some. Uh... Anybody by the name of Winfield? Oh, not no name. Now, that's how the octopus has gotten along as far as he has. He keeps all his activities separated, so if one is discovered, the workers know little or nothing about anything else. But Chang can tell us a lot more than he has. How many octopus gangsters are left in Hong Kong? All here, in underground plane house. Plane house? He means hangar. Clint, you think he's telling the truth? Uh, I doubt it, Speed. The octopus would have some means of keeping in touch with Hong Kong. And he certainly wouldn't concentrate them all here in the hangar. He has spies throughout the city, all right, but we can't round them up right now. That job is for Captain Dawes and his men. We've got bigger game to hunt. And we're really going to follow the octopus into Tibet? Yes, and we've got a lot to do before we can take off. But first of all, we'll have to check on that plane that Ying told us about. Has the International Secret Police a branch in Tibet? No, but we'll establish one. We have so many stations in China that heretofore it was unnecessary to branch out into Tibet. With the octopus there, however, the whole situation has changed. Yeah, but look, Clint. Tibet is a big place. Just where in Tibet is the octopus going first? Oh, please. I'm not saying more. Octopus will bring revenge down on my head. You oh, tell no. us or you'll get a lot more than revenge down on your head. And a lot quicker. Oh, oh I tell, I tell, I tell. Right, come on, let's have it then. Oh, first octopus go to Yancheng Jengla. Yancheng, what? Wait a minute. I think I recognize that name. It's a, a big mountain range. Gee, the octopus sure sticks close to mountains, don't he? And it's certain he won't stay there. Probably lay over just long enough to make sure everything is safe and running smoothly at his real headquarters. Uh, where are these mountains, Cheng? In uh, Southern Po, or Tibet, you call it. The mountains raise from the valley of the Tangpo River near Tangri North, Sky Lake, on the fringe of Changtang. Hey, what's he talking about? Uh, no, wait a minute. Can you translate the name of the mountain range in our tongue? Oh, yes. Oh, bad place. Yen Changtang La means the spirit of the expanse of great fear. Spirit of the expanse of great fear. Golly, sounds like the happy hunting grounds to me. Can you show us on a map exactly where the octopus will land in these mountains, Cheng? Oh, yes, can do. Then let's get a map of Tibet. The spirit of the expanse of great fear may be the end of the trail for the octopus. At least it will if we have anything to do with it. <laughs>
Thompson of the International Secret Police. and his fleet of fast planes are nearing their destination in Tibet, the criminal thinking that Clint and Barney are no more. Meanwhile, the boys have captured the crew left in the secret hangar and from Chang, one of their number, learn that the octopus is flying to the great mountain range Nian Cheng Tang La, otherwise known as the spirit of the expanse of great fear. Quickly, the boys lead Chang to a large map of Asia which is hung on the wall of the room they're in and ask him to point out the exact spot where the octopus plans to land. There you are, Chang. Point it out to us and make sure you show us the right spot. Oh, yes. It is here. You would call it the Black Pass. The Black Pass? A good hangout for the octopus, if you ask me, Clint. Uh, yes. Get the latitude and longitude of the spot, Barney, while I telephone Ying. I want to know if he's getting the information on that six-passenger monoplane that we're going to use on our Tibetan flight. I'll also let Dr. Kingsley know that we're all right. Okay, pal. Now, you look close and make sure that that spot on the map is Black Pass, Chang, and then I'll get all the dope on paper. What can I do, Barney? Sit down and rest while you can, Speed. And you too, Bob. This may be the last time you can do it. Now, come close to the map again, Chang, and give me the lowdown. How does your head feel, Bob? Oh, great, Speed. I guess I must have a tough one. Scarcely know I'd ever been hit. I sure hope you can come to Tibet with us. With what you know about engineering on top of what Marsh's brother told you about his surveying plans there, you should be a big help. I hope I can go, too. I'm anxious to know what happened to Larry Winfield and if he's alive at all. He'll be there, I'm certain of that. Wonder if Miss Marsh will be there, too. Probably. I sure hope she's all right. She's great, Bob. You'd like her a lot. I know I would, Speed. Judging by your picture and by what Larry told me about her. She was as brave as anything on the way over here on the China Clipper when the octopus was doing everything possible to turn us back. And now it's up to us to rescue her. Yeah. You know, much as I'd heard about the octopus and what he did, I never thought anybody could be as much of a sneaking rat as he is. And if you'd known then as much as you know now, Speed, would you have wanted to join the secret police? Would you have wanted to walk into such danger? Wanted to? See, I would have wanted to all the more. I've been talking a lot to the fellas back home when I was there, and we all say that gangsters like the octopus and his gang aren't brave or colorful or anything else. The only color they have is yellow, clean through. The sooner we get rid of them, the better off everybody will be. boy, Speed. We'll certainly do our part to get rid of the octopus. Yeah. Makes me sore that he got away from us this last time, but maybe he'll turn out all right after all. By following him, we'll probably find Miss Marcia. Yeah, guess I got it all straight now. You through, Barney? Yeah, unless Chang here can tell us any more. Oh, no. Chang tell you all he knows. You know, he spoke us about smuggling Chinese from Tibet over the Himalayan mountains into India. 
How about him giving us that route, too? Then we can bottle that exit up on the octopus. It's a good idea. Yeah, but that'll take more time than we got right now. I think we ought to see what Clint learned from Ying and then get back to town as quick as possible. We can take Chang along with us for more questioning. While we're talking things over with Clint, we can leave him locked up in this room. You think he'll stay in here, Barney? Oh, sure. Only way out is that door. We can keep an eye on that all the while we're in the hangar. He wouldn't get far if he tried anything. Oh, no. Chang, stay here. Chang wants to stay with Polisi. Now he told Octopus friend. Chang, afraid. Well, you just keep on being afraid. And don't try any funny stuff while we're gone. Do you hear? Oh, you're so old time, Chang. To make sure nobody else hears, I'm going to wreck this short wave set. Okay. Come on, then, you guys. Nobody will talk over that set again. Look, the ambulances from Hong Kong have arrived already. So it didn't take them long to get here. Now, guess that'll hold him. Only wish I had the octopus in there, too. Believe me, if we did, I'd break every... One move. Yes, master. Call the hangar over the shortwave set. I want to make sure that all is well there. Yes, master. Is this set on? Yes, I switched it on shortly after taking off. OC-1 calling OC-23. OC-1 calling OC-23. Standing by for a two-way conversation. Give the operator time to tune in. OC-1 calling OC-23. Standing by for a two-way conversation. Come in immediately, please. They do not answer, Master. Hmm, strange. Even if the others had gone, there is always a man by the hangar short wave, sir. I've given strict orders. Try them again. OC-1 calling OC-23. OC-1 calling OC-23. Standing by. Come in, please. Still he does not answer. One move. Something has gone wrong. I fear so, Master. What shall be done? Under other circumstances, I would send some of my planes back to the hangar to see what has happened. But now I must hold them to their course. Regardless of what has happened at the Hong Kong secret hangar, we shall continue on to the Black Pass in Tibet. Once there, or perhaps before we reach there, my men shall find a way of letting me know what has happened. Meanwhile, we shall prepare for a possible attack in the Black Pass. Would it not be better to change our course? To go directly to your headquarters instead of to the mountain station? No. I am taking no chances, Kwan Wu. And our exit was so hurried that I had no time to make plans to get in touch with all my Tibetan band. That I must do before setting foot in my headquarters. I want everything to be ready and running smoothly. So that we can begin our operations immediately? Yes. As I said, we shall prepare for a possible attack in Black Pass. But we shall not stay there any longer than necessary. And whoever may follow us, should they learn of our destination, will find the pass windy and desolate. (laughs) Providing they do not find us there, they will learn too late that their lives are ended. There's Clint now. Yeah, what's the news from home, pal? Well, important news, boys. Ying cable Chief Riley is the possibility of us following the octopus into Tibet. 
and the chief cabled back to follow through to the end. So now that we have an official okay, there's nothing to stop it. Nothing but the octopus and his gang. What about that monoplane, Clint? The Ying is seeing to it that it'll be ready as soon as we want it. Is he going with us? Well, I doubt it, Bob. Uh, he's our chief man in China. It's important that he remain in Hong Kong to back up our operations in Tibet. I can't say for certain as to that, however. Depends on what happens before we return to the city. What about Doc Kingsley? Well, he was very relieved to hear from us and so worried over the whole affair that I didn't dare tell him what actually occurred. You know, I wish there was some way of getting him and Gene to safety and knowing that the octopus couldn't reach out home. You really think you'll take him on our flight, Clint? I don't know. Depends mostly on what the doctor says, Steve. The doctor himself would be a valuable addition to our party, knowing Asia as well as he does and being a physician to boot. It's Gene that I'm worried about. Suffering wang doodles. Seems like there should be some safe place to leave the kid. This trip ain't going to be anything for a little girl. Yes, but I know the doctor would never consent to having her out of his sight. She faced actual death in their home. I think you'd rather risk taking her on the flight than leaving her in Hong Kong. Maybe we could find a safe place to leave her in Tibet. No, if she started off with us, she'd stay with us. If she did come along, however, I'm hoping we might locate Marsha Winfield. Then I could leave both Marsha and Jean in Bob's care, and we could track the octopus down without any worry as to their safety. By the way, Bob said we ought to ask Chang about the smuggling route between Tibet and India. Figured maybe we could nab the octopus gang there if we failed to find him at Black Pass. And sure enough. Oh, uh, where is Chang, incidentally? Back in the office. We locked him in. You know, I don't trust him. <laughs> Still, he seems so scared that he may have been telling us the truth. You mean all those directions about the mountains called the spirit of the expanse of great fear might have been all wrong? Yeah, but all we can do is follow one clue or another, Speed. And sooner or later, we'll catch up with the octopus. I see the wounded are all in the ambulances now. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> you know those Hong Kong police are great fellows, aren't they? Wounded, though they were. <laughs> they were laughing at the bad marksmanship of the octopus gunners. Laughing? What a sense of humor. Well, I guess you get that way if you hang around Hong Kong long enough and happen to be on the police force. <laughs> Say, Clint, have you happened to find anything to eat around here? I'm getting darned hungry. Golly, it has been a long time since breakfast, hasn't it? I was so excited about everything that I forgot all about eating until Bob talked about it just now. I could use a little grub myself. How's about collecting Chang and scooting back to town for a real feed, Clint? It'll take a little time before we can take off for Tibet, and we still got to eat. Well, all right, and everything's just about cleaned up here. Uh, Captain Dawes is going to leave a few of his men here to guard the hangar, but there's no need for anyone else to stay on at present. You don't think the octopus might change his mind and come back back here, Clint? Well, judging by his past performances, no. Once he leaves a place, he doesn't return until the hue and cry is well over. Well, if we were as good at catching him as we are at chasing him, I'd be satisfied. If I'm going to travel, I'd like to do it with a free mind. And I don't think I'd pick Tibet for a pleasure resort. Oh, you uh, want to stay in Hong Kong, Barney? Yeah, we... Huh? Who, me? Are you crazy? Do you want to get rid of me? Uh, no, but you're free to do as you wish in such a case as this. Uh, you could stay in Hong Kong and we'd take a ying along. Not a chance. I'm staying on until the end of this ride. <laughs> I thought your curiosity would get the best of you. <laughs> what do you mean, curiosity? Don't you know courage when you see it? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, don't get so excited. We'll take you to Tibet with us. Oh, oh by the way... Here we are at the office door. <clears throat> oh, who has the key? Barney locked it. Yeah, let's see now. What did I do with that uh, key? Now, nah, don't tell me you've lost it. No, I ain't lost it. Here, here it is. 
Come on out, Chang. Hey, hey, the room's empty. Where's Chang? Uh, what? Let's see. He's not in here. Yeah, but he's got to be. You all saw me lock him in, and he couldn't have gotten out without us seeing him. He's got to be in there. Yes, but he's not. There must be some other way out of this room. We might have known. Secret entrance? Yes, but we haven't time for that now. Chang will get word to the octopus that we're on his trail just as soon as he can get to a short wave set. We've got to get back to town and start our flight to Tibet before the octopus is warned of our coming. learning that the octopus and his fleet of planes planned to land at a place known as Black Pass in the mountain range Nian Cheng Tang La, Tibet, plan to follow him as soon as the secret police monoplane is ready for them. The octopus gangster Chang gave them their information, and when they returned to the room where he was imprisoned to take him back to the city, they find he has disappeared. Clint, knowing that Chang will communicate with the octopus as soon as he can get to a shortwave radio set, hastens back to Hong Kong with the others. We find them at Dr. Kingsley's, temporary headquarters of the secret police. And so, Dr. Kingsley, you can readily see that there's no other course left for us than to fly into Tibet after the octopus. We're going to make the flight in a six-passenger monoplane, a secret police ship, modern in every detail, equipped with a telegraph key, and also a radio shortwave sending and receiving set. Yes, Clint? Now, I'm telling you all this so that you'll know what sort of plane we're flying in, should you decide to come with us. Go with you into Tibet? Yeah, Dr. Kingsley. 
Pin thinks you'd be a lot safer with us than hanging around here in Hong Kong with the octopus gang determined to get rid of you. Yes, but I thought the octopus had left Hong Kong, Speed. Yes, but that doesn't mean that all of his gang left with him. He has plenty of spies around town. And the first chance they get to get back at you for helping us, they'll sure do it. Good heavens, then, for Gene's sake, I must leave Hong Kong. Can you get a leave of absence from your diplomatic duties, Doc? Oh, yes, Barney. My position was never exactly an official one, anyhow. I helped the consul and the British authorities in Hong Kong whenever I could, but I'm far from necessary to them or to the government. I'm sure that when they know the circumstances, they too will think it best that you leave. Uh, well, for the time being, at least, Doctor. But, Clint, what about Jean? I can't take her on such a dangerous flight. Well, that's the decision you must make, Doctor. Now, she's traveled with us before, you know, but and has come through some pretty narrow escapes. Now, do you think that you would want to travel with her and without the protection of the secret police now? Well, it's a hard decision to make. How soon would you be leaving? As soon as Ying notifies me that the plane is ready for us to board. I've sent uh, Bob Gilmore to the Golden Lotus for our belongings, the few that we'll take along. And if you go, I advise you to pack immediately. You have room for it? Sure, Doc. There'll just be the three of us, Bob, and you two. That makes six in any language. Li Ying's going to stay here. He's got other secret police business to look after, and we can always reach him by shortwave if we get into any trouble. Yeah, if we're still able to use the shortwave set. Clint, Gene and I shall go with you. It may seem a mad thing to take a child like Gene into Tibet, but with everything considered, I believe it'll be the safest place for her. And I assure you that I'll do everything in my power to help you in your search for the octopus. I know you will, Doctor. Judging from what's happened in the past, you'll come in mighty handy for patching us up. Especially Bob. I think it's going to be a great trip. There's only one thing that kind of worries me, though. Hmm? What's that, Speed? I kind of wish we knew where Chang was. And just how soon he's going to tell the octopus that we're alive and coming after him. OC-9 calling, OC-1. OC-9 calling, OC-1. Standing by, emergency. Come in. OC-1 replying to OC-9. Who is speaking? It is Chang, Master. Chang, the outlook at the secret hangar. Yes, Octopus. The secret police have came us. The police? Do you mean Barlow? Yes, also Dunlap and the boy. Speed Gibson. But we left them for dead. How did they live through our machine gun fire? I know not. I saw the whole thing from my post nearby. So soon as your plane were out of sight, they arose and captured the hangar crew. How did you escape? I did not escape, Master. What? When they were all in the hangar arresting our men... I saw the boy had been left with the wounded. You have always said that to harm Clint Barlow, harm Speed Gibson. And you succeeded? No, Master. Just as I was upon him, Barlow and Dunlap saw me and opened fire. I am wounded in my right arm. I have no interest in your wounds. What happened then? I was arrested. They questioned me. They say they will beat me with fists if I do not tell them truly where you go. Did you tell them? I, uh, Did you? I I had to, Master. There were too many, and they knew when my tongue lied. Yes, 
I told them that you were to fly to the Black Pass in Yang Chang Tang La. Oh, yes, Master. I am your slave. I would die for you, yet. Uh... Yes, you tell the secret police my destination. You are most fortunate that hundreds of miles separate us, Chang. Else I would teach you the value of silence in the torture chamber. No, no. Oh, my presence in Hong Kong is not necessary to bring such a thing to pass. All I need to do is get in touch with the leader of my spies and he would bring you to justice. Oh no, please, Master. Mercy, mercy. Did you think of mercy when you directed the secret police to the Black Pass? But I escaped from them to warn you. To warn me after betraying me. Treachery chain can only be repaid with one coin. Dismissal. Death. Oh. But I might show you mercy if you finish the job you have begun. Anything, Master. Your word is law. The police. How do they plan to follow me? I heard them say they will fly in Special 6 passenger monoplane. A police plane. 6 passenger monoplane. Large enough for my purpose. Cheng. Yes? You will stow away in this monoplane. Somewhere near the pilot's compartment. So that when the plane is in the air, you can get to the pilot, destroy him, and uh, <laughs> eventually the other passengers, since the plane must crash with no one to guide it. Yeah, but what about me? You shall die as you deserve to die. Oh, no, no. Do this, or I shall order my spy captain to seek you out, no matter where you try to hide, and take you to the torture chamber. There to die in a more lingering fashion. No, no. I'll go to the plane. The police will never reach the black pass. See that they don't. And first, see that you are not arrested again as you enter the plane. Or mark my words, Cheng. No bars the police can place around you will keep my vengeance from you. Now go. And follow my orders. <laughs> Here's the latitude and longitude of the Black Pass on this here paper, Doc. And reading from this map, it ought to be along about here. But that's Jing now. Oh, yes, sir. I'd better answer that. Hello. Oh, yes, Jing. This is Clint. The plane's already in. Oh, fine. We'll be right down. I'm expecting Bob with our things any minute now. What's that, Jing? Oh, yes. The doctor and Jean are going with us. I'll give you final directions when I see you. Yes, you'll be at the plane. We'll be there within the hour. All right, goodbye. Well, that's that. You still going with us, Doctor? Yes, Clint. The servants have packed what few things we're taking, and I've given them orders to close the house during my absence. Might as well. With the octopus gang using it for a target lately, it needs plenty of work on it to make it fit to live in again. Well, I'll never live here again, Bonnie. Too much of this terrible has happened in this house. But I'll leave all our personal belongings here under the care of a watchman until we return. I see Bob coming in at the gate with our things. Oh, good. Might as well meet him then. Save time if you're ready to go, Doctor. Yes. I'll call Jean. She's saying goodbye to the servants. Then we can leave immediately. Oh, boy. I can hardly wait to get down to our plane and start for the Black Pass. This is going to be a great flight. And I can hardly wait until we fly back out of Tibet. But you're young yet, kid. You'll... Uh, you'll... 
Is that the place where they keep the secret police plane? Yep, that's it, honey. The hangar of the International Secret Police. Well, the plane is an amphibian, isn't it? Yeah, it's both a land and water plane, Doc. They park it in the hangar to service it. I see. Are we to meet Yang inside, Clint? Uh, yes, Bob. Oh, say, I'm glad you remember to bring my box of makeup material along. That's more important than clothes to us. Yeah, I suppose you'll make me up to look like a goat or something when we land in Tibet. <laughs> <laughs> I had quite a job convincing the hotel manager that I was okay. He probably thought I'd done away with you all and had come for your valuables the way he looked at me. Say, I... I don't say Ying anywhere in the hangar, do you? No, the ground crew is standing by, but I can't spot Ying anywhere. All ready to go, Mr. Barlow? The plane's warmed up. Oh, yes, yes, thanks. But uh, have you seen Mr. Ying? Why, yes, not more than 15 minutes ago. He stayed with the plane while we all went for a bite to eat. That's funny. He ought to be here yet, then. Maybe he's inside the plane. Uh, might as well go over and take a look. I'll see that your baggage is taken care of. We'll start the motors, too, Mr. Barlow. Yes, fill them, Mike. Mr. Barlow's here. Okay. Gee, that plane's a beauty. Sure is. Guess this flight ain't going to be so bad after all. It's going to be wonderful, Barney. I'm so excited about it. I don't know what to do. Well, you just do what I tell you, Jean, and don't get in the way. I won't, Daddy. Who's going to take her off, Clint? I wish you would, Barney. I want to study this map very carefully once we're in the air. Haven't had a fair chance yet. We have plenty of ammunition? Uh, yes, Bob. Ying saw to all that. He also arranged to keep us supplied with more when we run out of our present supply. Well, that's great. I see now why you need a dependable man in your Hong Kong. Base. <laughs> you bet. You'll have plenty of work to do. I want you to work on this map with me. Clint. Hmm? What's the... Who's that lying just inside the plane? See in the doorway? Sofa and wang doodles. Would that be Yang? Quick, come on, step on it. No wonder we couldn't find him. I hope he's all right. Don't look all right to me. Oh, dear. Now you stay back, honey, while I take a look at Yang. I'll get him out of the plane. Here, I'll give you a hand. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. All right. Easy yeah. now, yeah. yeah. There we are. Okay. Do your stuff, Doc. Uh, let's see now. Mm. What happened, Doc? Well, he's been hit hard. Possible fracture. He must be taken to a hospital immediately. And any delay might ruin our chances of surprising the octopus. We can't wait. Who could have done this? And why? The ground crew can take care of Yang Clint. We gotta take off. Yeah, with Chang loose, anything can happen. It already has happened, kid. Our best man laid out cold just before we start the flight to Tibet. A fine beginning. But let's go. It's too late to stop or turn back now. <laughs>
Gibson of the International Secret Police. Clinton Barney have decided to take Dr. Kingsley, his daughter Jean, and Bob Gilmore with them on their flight into Tibet in pursuit of the octopus. After the necessary preparations, they all go to the secret police hangar where Lee Ying awaits them with the six-passenger monoplane that serves the secret police. Meanwhile, the escaped prisoner Chang has gotten in touch with the octopus by short wave, admitting that he told the police his master's destination. Furious, the octopus orders Chang to stow away in the police plane and cause it to crack up with his enemies. Knowing that failure to follow orders will mean terrible torture, Chang agrees to the plan. Meanwhile, the boys arrive at the airport, but Li Ying is nowhere to be seen until at last, Speed spots him lying unconscious in their plane. Pressed for time, Clint leaves Ying in charge of the ground crew, and we find the plane just about to take off on the flight to Tibet. Everything clear? Yes, Barney. And your nose is right in the wind. Now, let's go. Clint, this crate's a beauty to handle. Got it all over that octopus plane we've been skyriding in. Yeah, for comfort, yes, but it's not as fast. Oh, speed ain't everything. Every time we get in a hurry to go anyplace, what happens after we get there? We get shot at or hit, or they try to drop us in the river and sack. Uh, speaking of being hit, I wonder how Ying's getting along. Ah, uh, don't worry. The hangar crew is going to get him to a hospital right away and let us know by short wave just what ailed him. Well, I certainly hope it isn't a fractured skull. Ying's too valuable right now to be on the sick list. Yeah, I know. Seems like we're getting the bad breaks, all right. But don't forget, old pal, we did smoke the octopus out of Hong Kong. We're winning, even if we do lose once in a while. Well, I wish I could be sure of that. What do you mean? I'd like to know who hit Li Ying and why. Yeah, that's a thought. Hey, supposing somebody slipped in while the gang was out eating and did something to the motors after putting Ying to sleep. Uh, not enough time for that, Barney. These motors are too well protected to reach quickly. Yeah, that's so. Well, guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. And then it'll be too late. Well, I think I'll go back and see how the doctor and the rest are getting along. 
You need that map for a while, Barney? No, I got my latitude and longitude. I'm flying by compass just now. And as soon as I have her set right, I'll kick on the automatic pilot. Okay. I'll take it to me. I want to ask Bob a few questions. Yeah, so long. Yeah, so long. If anything comes in over the short wave, let me know. Just open the door and give a yell. Yeah, don't worry. Oh, here's Flint now. Yeah, that was a nice takeoff, Flint. <laughs> yeah, Bob. As good as Barney is at secret police work, he's even better at flying. He loves it, too, you know, particularly when he has as good a ship as this. Well, the secret police plane has everything in it that you might need in your work, all right. Machine guns, ammunition, a lot of cargo that <laughs> I can't make head or tail of. Well, we have to be prepared for everything, Doctor. Well, how do you like flying in this plane, Jean, after the China Clipper? Oh, I love it, Clint. The Clipper was big and wonderful, but this plane is all our own. Kind of private. <laughs> I think Jean should have been a boy, Dr. Kingsley. She thrives on adventure and danger. Yes, I I wonder how many other little girls would like to fly into Tibet on the trail of the worst criminal the world has ever known. Are you sorry you came, Doctor? No. We're safest with you, boys. I realize that. Nevertheless, I can't help but wonder how it will all end. In our favor. Don't you worry, Doctor. That's the spirit, Speed. Have you heard any word about Ying yet? I haven't had time, Speed. We've barely gotten into the air, you know. We'll be hundreds of miles away from here by the time they get Ying to the hospital and have made an examination. What route are we taking, Clint? Well, I can show you better on the map than I can tell you, Bob. Okay. Now, here, I'll spread it out so we can all see. There you are. Now, uh... Here's Hong Kong. Goodness, how small it looks compared to the rest of China. Yeah, small but powerful, Jean. Under British rule, it has become the gateway of the East. But now we must leave British protection and take our chances along the skyways. Directly across southern China, uh, here you see, flying over the provinces of Quanxi, Quichau, the northern tip of Yunnan, Zekwan, Sikong, and then finally we cross over into Tibet. Boy, I hope I don't have to pronounce any of those names. Where are we going to land for refueling, Clint? At the secret police station, Speed. They're not shown on this map, but we can be sure of getting fuel. Well, that is, until we cross the Tibetan border. And then we'll have to take our chances, but no, I'm not worrying about that. Uh, I know just where in Tibet we should find gasoline. Would the octopus interfere with that? No, that's one thing we can be sure of, Bob. You know, Tibetans, uh, of course, excepting the robbers that drove in the north, are very honorable. And even the brigands have a code of their own. They don't take kindly to outsiders, particularly one with a reputation such as the octopus has. He would have to import his men to work for him in Tibet. No, you know, I don't believe a Tibetan would knowingly serve him. Clint, we know the octopus is a criminal. He's a man who hides his face behind a black mask. Perhaps he assumes another personality in such a place as, say, Tibet. Perhaps the Tibetan government knows him as a respected and honorable man. He may even have an established business there, using it as a blind to his uh, smuggling and similar activities. Possibly, but if that's the case, we'll soon open the eyes of the Tibetan government. Uh, by the way, will our passports carry us over the Tibetan border? Uh, we'll have to stop and have them visaed, and our secret police identification will take care of any irregularities, Bob. But I want to stop at the border anyhow to notify the patrol that the octopus is active in Tibet. Clint, do you think we'll find Marsha there? Yes, I'm sure of it, Jim. Maybe your brother Larry, too. I'll certainly be glad to see Larry again. And if we do find him, Clint, he'll be able to give us plenty of information concerning the activities of the octopus. Yeah. 
I bet the octopus has been making him work for him all this time. You know, it's strange how a young fellow of Larry Winfield's background could fall in with the octopus. Well, he must have gotten himself in a jam, Clint. That's the only explanation for it. He thought the world of his folks and Marcia, and after they died and she was left alone, he'd have done anything rather than disgrace her. But what could he have done? That's what's got me. Larry liked a good time, like all of us, but he wasn't the sort that would lose his head. Maybe the octopus framed him. Well, that sounds logical. If young Winfield was making a name for himself as an engineer for that oil company, and if the octopus needed a good engineer, it's a cinch he'd stop at nothing to get him. Well, we'll stop at nothing to get the octopus. And then he won't go around wrecking people's lives and kidnapping swell girls like Miss Marcia. Oh, I like to hear you talk like that, Speed. You're so brave. No, well, I mean, well... Oh, heck, have you got anything to eat, Clint? <laughs> You'll have to get used to admiration if you're going to be a hero, Speed. Well, I'm not going to be any hero. I just want to be a good member of the secret police, like Clint and Barney. They do more real good than all the heroes put together. Oh, no, wait a minute. Hold on there, Speed. You're taking in a lot of territory when you say that. The heroes and heroines of past and present well deserve that title. They're the pioneers of whatever work or profession they may be in. They gamble with the unknown and often must pay their losses with their lives or, or heartbreak. My, it's awfully sad. I don't think I'll ever be a heroine if that's what happens to them. <laughs> well, by the time you're a young lady, Jean, perhaps everyone will be a hero or heroine. <laughs> so you might as well be prepared. You bet. Just leave it to the secret police. In a few more years, there won't be any more villains like the octopus. that we have set the plane down for reloading. Exactly where are we, Master? I recognize this river as a young sea young, but the country itself is foreign to me. We are near a village named Hokao, Kwanu. We are safe here. This fueling station is well isolated. Yes. To all who look upon it, it appears to be a wayside shrine. No one would dream that it would give us gasoline with which to continue our journey. Where are we going to meet the other planes? Further north, near the mountains. I scattered the fleet so that they would not attract undue attention when they refueled. These stupid peasants would notice nothing. But there may be a member of the secret police in this territory, and he would wonder why so many planes were flying west. Speaking of flying and the secret police, I wonder if Speed Gibson, Clint Barlow, and Barney Dunlap are still in the air, or if Chang has already succeeded in bringing them to Earth, possibly. Who can tell? But I do know that he will not dare disobey me this time. He was a fool to have attempted an attack on the boy when in plain sight of the other police. Yes, Chang is a fool and a traitor. That is why I made certain that he would not only destroy the secret police, but himself as well when he brought down their plane. Fools may be tolerated so long as they are useful, but a traitor, never. Yes, master. You are always right. Not always. But I try never to make the same mistake twice, Quan Wu. Now that my plane is ready, let us take off again. I'm anxious to reach Tibet and know for a certainty that Chang succeeded in following my orders. <laughs> Clint, I'm still hungry. Well, go get an apple then, Speed. You'll find it with the rest of the supplies in the compartment, just outside of the pilot's compartment. Okay. Want an apple, Jean? No, thank you, Speed. I don't want to spoil my dinner. Well, I'm going to get an apple. Won't spoil my dinner any. <laughs> All right, Speed. And you might look in on Barney while you're up there and see if everything's okay. You bet. Let's see that map. Wow. The air's 
kind of bumpy. I wonder what our altitude is now. It's pretty high. Uh, I guess this is where the supplies are kept. Hey, the door's open a little ways. That's funny. Here's my apple. When if this door is warped or anything? No? Now, who in heck could have left that open? Maybe Barney knows something about it. I'll go into the pilot's compartment now. Department choking Barney. Somebody get him off and we'll go into a spin. Help, help! of the International Secret Police. Automatic pilot still on, Barney? Yeah, and believe you me, it's the only thing that saved us from going into a spin. Uh, come on out, then, and tell us what happened. And you, Chang, not a false move. No, no, Chang will be good. Make big mistake. Should I handcuff him, Clint? Uh, you better, Bob. Don't want to take any more chances with him. Anything I can do, Clint? Uh, no, Doctor. You stay back there with Gene until we question this man. Yeah, okay, Clint. Here I am, but just let me get my hands on that Chang guy for a minute, will you? Oh, wait a minute. Take it easy, Barney. This plane isn't big enough for a fight. Well, the pilot's compartment is even smaller, and he tried to start one in there. Might have finished it, too, if Speed hadn't come along when he did. Yeah. I opened the door, and Chang had Barney around the neck choking him. It all happened so quick. 
I tell you, it was lucky for all of us that I'd switched to the automatic pilot. If I'd had the stick, we sure would have taken a dive. Are you all right now, Barney? Yeah, thanks, Bob. Except I might carry some bruises around on my throat for a while. Boy, what a grip that Chang's got. I had a socking to make him let go Barney's throat. Then he pulled a knife. Well, Chang must be the man who knocked Ying out at the airport. Sure he is. Must have waited until the ground crew was out of the way and then slipped in, socked Ying, and hid himself in the supply compartment. He knew no one had looked in there before we took off, and it was up near the nose of the ship, too. Right handy to the pilot's compartment and my neck. Yes. Why did you try it, Chang? Oh, don't know. Don't remember anything until you call me. Now, nah, don't try to pull that don't remember stuff. We've been forgotten by experts until we used a little force on their brains. That made them remember. Where'd you go and you escaped from the octopus a secret hangar? And how'd you escape? Now, wait a minute. Hold on, all of you. One question at a time, boys, and we won't be able to make heads or tails out of Chang's answers. Now then, first of all, Chang, how did you escape from the room at the hangar? Come on, now, no tricks. Tell the truth. Yes. Yes, there is secret tunnel in hangar office. Must I use it to get headquarters from plane? The octopus headquarters? Boy, we was on the verge of finding it, and then we hop off for Tibet. Now, the octopus himself concerns us more than his headquarters, Barney. Particularly since I believe he'll establish a new base of operations in Tibet. Now then, Cheng, have you contacted the octopus since we last saw you? Oh, no. He's stalling you, Clint. Don't let him get away with oh, it. Oh, don't you worry, Barney. I know he's stalling. Now, come clean, Cheng. Why be loyal to a man who'd send you down in a plane crash to satisfy his lust for revenge? Your life is safe with us, even though you are our prisoner. Now, that's more than it'll be if the octopus ever gets his hands on you again. No. No, please. Chang cannot tell more. It's like you're wasting your breath, Clint. Yes, and maybe time, too. Because if Chang did get in touch with the octopus, maybe he's altered his course. Maybe he and his planes won't land at Black Pass after all, but somewhere else in Tibet. Yeah, but there's one thing the octopus forgot when he told Chang to stow away aboard this ship, Clint. And that was the automatic pilot. That's the thing that saved our lives. Yes, you're right, sweetie. Just another illustration that every criminal, no matter how smart or careful he is, is apt to overlook some small but important detail that may end his life or save the lives of his enemies. You just said you thought the octopus ordered Chang to stow away aboard this crate, kid. How'd you figure that? Chang says he ain't contacted him. Do you believe that, Barney? No, but why don't you? I was kind of put myself in his shoes, trying to figure out what I'd do if I was working for a criminal like the octopus. And I finally decided that I'd try to reach him and let him know what's happening, even though it meant admitting that I had a hand in telling on him. Well, that's good work, Speed. But we haven't time for the finer points of police work now. Oh, Barney, take care of Chang while I get my bearings and head for a landing. Landing? What for? Well, we should be near Chongqing now. That's another base of the International Secret Police. It's a little off our course, but I want to deliver Chang over to the captain there with orders to continue questioning him until he confesses everything. And meantime, uh, we can continue on to the Black Pass on the bare chance that Chang may have been telling the truth. That he hasn't gotten word of our pursuit to the octopus. Chang can say no more. Believe Chang. Believe you? After skipping out on us once and then trying to choke me while I'm flying a plane? <laughs> what a sense of humor. Chongqing is a funny place, isn't it, Speed? So very different from Hong Kong. Yeah, it's kind of different anyhow, Jean. For one thing, Hong Kong's under the British government. Chongqing is under Chinese. Well, yes. This place is typically Chinese, while Hong Kong is more cosmopolitan. 
People of every country and race rub shoulders there, but Chongqing, being in the interior, is more isolated. It looks like they're having some sort of parade in the street over there. It looks like a dragon festival to me. See the dragon, Gene? With one fella under his head, moving his eyes and making smoke come out of his nose and mouth, and the other fella's under the canvas that's supposed to be his body. Yes. That dragon's face sort of scary. He shouldn't. He's a good dragon. Supposed to scare away evil spirits. <laughs> How is it that you know so much about the dragon dance speed? Well, I've seen a lot of them in San Francisco, Dr. Kingsley. Lisa, I guess it's the same dance. <laughs> Dragons all look alike to me. As bad as that dragon is, he's beautiful compared to the octopus. I'll say so. Golly, I wish Clint, Barney, and Bob had come back. Well, it takes time to deliver a prisoner's speed. You'll have to tell the local representative and the secret police something of what's happened during the past few weeks. Yeah, I know. But I'd like to get started for Tibet again. The longer we're aground, the more of a chance the octopus will have of getting away from us. Oh, dear. After seeing what the octopus does to try and get rid of you and Clint and Barney, I'm not sure that you ought to ever catch up with him, Speed. You mean you think we ought to give up the search, Gene, and let a criminal like that do what he pleases just because we're afraid we might get hurt? No, not that exactly. But I'm so afraid for you all, Speed. You needn't be, Gene. Why, look at all the adventures we've had since we first met you in Honolulu. And you've even been in some of the tight corners with us. Well, we've always managed to come out all right, haven't we? Yes. And besides that, if we gave up the search now, we never would find Miss Marcia. Oh, we must rescue her from the octopus. Of course. So don't you worry about Clint, Barney, and me anymore. We'll make out all right. I wish they'd come back. The plane's refueled and everything's ready for a takeoff. Speed, do you think we could get in touch with Hong Kong to see how Lee King is getting along? I'm worried about him. I'd like to try and get to hospital on a short wave set, Dr. Kingsley. Are you tired to of swimming through gone. a sea of pirates? You know, orders are orders. Yes, I can well understand this precaution. That plane is so complicated that the least thing gone wrong might endanger their lives. It really isn't so complicated after you understand it. I guess. Are you on a rare? Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are you on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, 
Hey, me and Nearest Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Bamtastic's Deep in Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off, for, <laughs> it's in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for comedy clubhouse with a k you can download it for free but we'd love to see you every friday 8 to 10 down here at mutiny radio laugh off your tushy and save your life because you know what's better than laughter well it's a cash cock baby Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. 
that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your Chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free. You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, five hours. That's over eight and a half comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times five hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. <laughs> Why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wares of the World Convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit ComedyDay.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 